0: Welcome to Tax Avoidance is Legal on TalkZone.com, the show that's here to make the topic of taxes fun and interesting while providing great advice for individuals and small business owners on how to mitigate their tax liabilities. Now, here are your hosts, Craig and Belsis Smalley.
1: Good afternoon, listeners. Thank you for joining us on Tax Avoidance is Legal. I'm your host,
2: Belsis Smalley. And I'm your host, Craig Smalley.
1: When we decided to do this early this year, uh we made this commitment that we were going to find a way to make the topic of taxes fun and interesting. Uh so we ask you not to turn the channel just yet. We have a really good show today.
2: Yeah, so uh today we're going to talk about year-end tax strategies. So, um you know, as Belsunce mentioned, we're live on the air and we're happy to take calls. The call-in number is 1888 go for it or one eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. 463 6748. Or we know that everybody's probably at work or whatever you're doing and you don't want everybody around you to hear your confidential questions. So we set up an email so you can email us at info at com.
1: And before we move forward, I just want to stress that the advice that we give on tax avoidance is legal is general in nature. Craig W. Smalley EA and CWSEAPA and their associated entities cannot be held responsible for the advice given on this radio show. Uh, we always recommend that you consult with your tax and or legal advisor. And as Craig mentioned, uh, we have an email info at tax avoidanceslegal.com and our website is tax You can always email us your questions throughout the week. We always try to feature any of the questions that we received via email on our live show. And uh, this show is sponsored by CWSEAPA. We are a nationally recognized brand of accounting, tax, and financial services. And we can always be reached at 1 844 CWSEAPA or 844 297 3272. And our sister company, Tax Crisis Center, the Nation premier tax resolution firm can also be reached uh, at one eight five five irs 2911
2: So, Boz, you know, we've been, uh, for whatever reason, we've been watching a lot of TV. We don't normally watch a bunch of TV, but, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's having their Christmas show, so this is basically our Christmas show.
1: Wow. So this is our Christmas show, and we we're talking about year-end uh, tax <laughs> strategies. Sounds yeah, about right. I- Sounds about right.
2: Hey, well, you know, you got to talk about them at some point. You know, you know, I usually write an article about, you know, tax, you know, year-end strategies, but you know, this year I was like, you know, I've written enough this year. Let's just do a show about it.
1: Well, it's it's something it's unavoidable, you know. Uh, taxes, like you, you always uh, make your little joke about how there are two sure things in life: uh, taxes and death. And so. Uh, you know, it's something that people put off, unfortunately, sometimes until the end of the year, which is a big no-no. But, uh.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is sort of interfering with my vacation. So as you know, Belsas. We're getting ready to work 100 hour weeks come back, coming January. So I always close the office the last two weeks of the year, right? But un- unfortunately, that I've got to meet with clients next week. So, you know, before I work 100 hour weeks, I was hoping to take two weeks off, but it's not happening. It's, no,
1: it's not happening. But hey, at least you're blessed enough to be busy, right?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so let's jump right in. So, Bell says, as you know, for the past few years, I've always been on edge this time of year, right? And the reason why is I'm always waiting on Congress, right? So, oh, yeah. yeah, they've been, you know, what they've been doing is taking um, a patch and doing it every year. So everything will expire at the end of the year. Then they'll go and they'll make a patch, making it retroactive and all of that. Well, last year they did a two-year patch, so so we're fine now.
1: So you've been just kind of twiddling your thumbs. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Because uh, I don't that. No, <laughs> no, not no, at
2: all. No, but I
1: I did notice that, uh, you know, I uh, obviously I, I, you know, I remember this from last year, but, I, you know, I have a bad memory, but I did notice you weren't um, doing your usual ranting and raving about Congress and how long it's taking them to, you know, make a decision and how it, things are being held back by Congress. So I did. Yeah, so didn't have, you didn't have your usual ranting and raving.
2: So, you know, it's well known that, you know, they, they've been talking about doing tax reform for all of these years and they just haven't done it. So what they've been really doing is year patches, right? Every year they'll do a patch. So last year they did a two year patch. They came with the election. Um, they would, uh, you know, the new president would come in and do tax reform. So, Hopefully they do, because come next year, you know, everything goes back to where it was, but, you know, in 2010, which was horrible. So it's kind of anyway. like they keep
1: putting a band aid on a gushing wound, right? And it just needs to really be, you know, addressed. It needs to be done. So hopefully, yeah, we'll but see what happens but, with the new president.
2: Yeah, but everybody's been kicking it down the road, basically, is what I'm saying. Well, I mean, you know? nobody wants to have to deal with it. <laughs> yeah yeah but they really need to they're, they're gonna re-
1: let the new guy deal with it I suppose
2: yeah yeah well we'll see so anyway
1: um, so well don't hold you know don't keep us in suspense tell us uh you know what should we do to save money on taxes that's what everybody tunes in for I mean well, our show is called tax avoidance is legal Craig so come on give give the listeners what they're what they're what they came for
2: well, you know okay, so i'm gonna I'm gonna give my speech that I give to most clients when I meet them right, so a lot of clients are always like you know they're looking for a tax deduction, okay, so let me explain something um a tax deduction, let's say you get a thousand dollar tax deduction and you're in the fifteen percent tax bracket that's really you know approximately a hundred and fifty dollars so you spend a thousand dollars to get one hundred and fifty dollars. That doesn't make sense, does it, Bells? No, it sure doesn't. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, you've always heard me tell clients, don't spend yourself into a deduction, right? So mm-hmm. what you're looking for is is a write-off, right? Like depreciation, that's a write-off. You know, different things where you're not actually spending money. Also, what I look for a lot are tax credits, Bells. So. Mm-hmm. So let's do the same thing. So let's say you get a $1,000 tax credit. That's a dollar-for-dollar credit against what your liability is. So... Let's say you have a $2,000 tax liability and then let's say you have a $1,000 tax credit. Well, now you only owe $1,000 because it's dollar for dollar. So when you're out there doing tax planning at the end of the year, the first thing I always look for are tax credits. So, you know, that's something that, that is just very important.
1: Yeah, it's a really important distinction that, um, to make and that a lot of folks don't understand and, you know, it's something I see you explain, you know, year after year over and over, but it is very important for folks to understand the difference between a tax deduction and a tax credit. So what we want are tax credits.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. We want tax credits. We don't want, um, you know, we don't want a tax deduction. We want we want tax credits.
1: So then Craig, come on, give us some tax credits.
2: Well, you know, the, probably the most popular tax credit out there is their earned income credit, right? Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, um, if you have children and you make less than, and don't quote me on this because it changes every year, but if you make less than $36,000, this is a refundable credit. So you can get, you can, um, get back more than you actually paid in in taxes. So, um, you know, other credits are, you can get a credit for, going to school, the education credit, you can get a credit for um, research and development. If you're in business, you can get a credit for starting a retirement plan. There are all kinds of credits out there. I mean, and there's, you know, a lot of them aren't being used. You know, I mean, a lot of people will do stuff and they don't realize there's a tax credit for it. Bell. So, so you're, yes. a business, you're a business owner, owner, so, let me ask you, did you realize there's a tax credit for starting a retirement plan?
1: I knew, but I know that a lot of folks do not know that.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So whatever it was that it cost you to start a retirement plan, you get a credit for that. That's a lot awesome. Of pe- yeah, a lot of people don't know that. So that's so. Those are just little, little tiny things that I always look for.
1: What are some, uh, you know, tax credits that you think uh, a lot of people miss? That you would say some that maybe. People just don't know a whole lot about. Like uh you mentioned one there that I, I know I've heard a few times and I don't think a lot of folks use that that uh research and development
2: credit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Research and development. So let me sort of explain this. This is something that Congress extended and I didn't think they were gonna extend. Now Research and development, you're probably thinking of some scientists doing research, right? But a a lot of companies do research. They really do. So if you're in a, um, a business and let's say that... You want to go off and do an offshoot of your business and you spend all this money to do the research on whether this new product will work or whether this new service will work. That's a credit. That's a research hmm. and development credit. So yeah, so I'm going to read you basically any company that designs, develops or improves products, processes, techniques, formulas, inventions or software may be eligible in fact if a company has simply invested time money and resources toward the advancement of improvement of its products and processes it may qualify that you, and you can tax a minimum of a you could take a minimum of a 20% of the income as a credit so that is a powerful credit stop and yeah. think about that because yeah, it's
1: expensive to do any kind of research yeah. And development
2: yeah 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 so let's say you, you spent I don't know, $20,000, well, let's say $10,000 because, you know, the math will be around that way. So let's say you spent $10,000 on something. Well, you can take a credit of 20, 20%. That's $2,000. That's a lot of money.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Every bit of money that you can save is important as a business owner. So.
2: Yeah, now the problem with the research and development credit is it's scrutinized a lot. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, you gotta make sure that you really, 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 um, you know, you, gotta you have, have all it. your
1: documentation and yeah,
2: you know. yeah, yeah. Make sure that you can take it. Make sure that, um, you know, it's not something that you're, you know, cause it's abused a lot. So you really got to pay attention to it.
1: So definitely consult with your uh, tax uh, advisor, your accountant, before you go ahead and decide. Oh, I've got all this that I can put towards, you know, research and development credit. Another yeah, another absolutely. good reason to make sure you consult your uh, your tax advisor.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I do do. Yeah.
1: So is, is um you know what else uh do you think that is a credit that
2: um businesses tend to miss? What is the well, least
1: looked at credit? Maybe
2: well, well, I mentioned the retirement plan credit. So, um, anything that costs you to start a retirement plan is a tax credit. So, a lot of companies out there. So, 401ks are probably um the most popular, you know, things that people start. Now, a lot of small businesses don't start them because they're very expensive to start. So mm-hmm. usually what companies will charge is $2,500 to start a 401k. You want to know why about this? Why is that? Because that's the maximum credit you could take, right? So that's how they tell it to you. Hey, don't worry about it. <laughs> right? So, right? Okay. And they're pretty smart doing that, right? So you yeah, can't. So- yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um. Anyway, the, but yeah, the the retirement plan thing is, is something everybody misses.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think it's one that uh, folks should take advantage of. Well, obviously, uh, I think that kind of leads us into uh, the first question we got this week. Um, we got a few from our listeners. Um, but Dave in St. Louis said that he paid uh a thousand five hundred to establish his small business 401k. Can that be deducted? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. kind of just answered that question for you, Dave, with his response earlier. But wanted to make sure Dave knew we were addressing his, his question. Um, yeah. And, I, you know, I, I, I was hoping it would lead you there because I had Dave's question in mind. But <laughs> <laughs> well, we should, uh, we
2: should probably go to break real quick, Boss.
1: Yeah, we should. We've got a few more questions that I wanted to bring up. And uh, before I, we do that, we should probably go to break. I want to remind everyone that we are live on the air. You can reach us at one 888 go or one 463 6748 Call in with your questions or email your questions to us at info at com. On the other side of this uh, break, we will have more about year-end tax strategies.
3: At Tax Crisis Center, LLC, we solve tax problems for a living, If you have a tax problem with the IRS, you've probably been inundated with postcards and letters from different tax resolution companies all over the country. Tax Crisis Center LLC is the country's premier tax resolution company. Unlike other tax resolution companies that will take your money and do nothing for you, once we are retained, we go to work. We get results for our clients and will handle your IRS problem professionally and expeditiously. Don't let the IRS push you around anymore. Give us a call at 1-855-IRS-2911. Email us at help at taxcrisiscenter.com or visit us on the web at www.taxcrisiscenter.com and let your voice be heard.
0: CWS EAPA is a financial services company specializing in taxation and tax-related issues. Tax planning is a year-round activity. The biggest mistake that people make is thinking about taxes during tax time. When you have a complex tax situation, you need to plan for taxes on a year-round basis. Our specialty is mitigating our clients' tax obligations through careful tax planning tax avoidance is legal. Call us today at 1-844-CWSEAPA or 1-844-297-3272. You can visit us on the web at CWSEAPA.com or email us at info at CWSEAPA.com. Put us to work for you today. Welcome back to Tax Avoidance is Legal on TalkZone.com. Here's Craig and Belsa Smalley.
1: Welcome back to Tax Avoidance is Legal. Uh, today we have been uh, talking about year end uh, tax strategies and uh, we are live on the air. want to remind everyone of our call in number. It's 1-888-GO FOR IT or 1-888- 463-6748. You can also visit us on our website at taxavoidanceslegal.com and uh, use our form in there to submit your questions or just email us directly to info at taxavoidanceslegal.com. We realize a lot of you are at work right now. You may not want everyone in the office to hear you asking a confidential question, so email us during the show. I always have my email up. and. Uh, Scouring it throughout the show to see how many questions I could squeeze in, and if we don't get uh, your email question while we are on the air, we will definitely still email you back with a response.
2: Scouring, scouring. So, so are you? Do you have a thesaurus in front of you? You're <laughs> oh, scouring even. through them all just to uh-huh. all make right. sure
1: they all get answered. Right. And
2: it's, I your nickel word for the day, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. So I've got one here. Are you ready? I've scoured yeah. through Maps all was, these yeah. emails, and I have handpicked Mike in Tampa. Uh, he says that uh, his business has made a ton of money this year. All right, Mike, good for you. Uh, but he wants to know what he could do to save in taxes.
2: Oh, my gosh. What is a ton of money? I have no idea. Like, what? Oh, yeah. what is a ton of money? Is it 10000 Is it 20000 I mean, I have no idea. Mike, was, Mike. I mean,
1: was a little vague. I think he doesn't want us to yeah. rack him down.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Mike, uh, probably if you want a detailed answer, you should probably call the office and, you know, we can go through a a um, thing. But, you know, basically, you know, if you make a ton of money, if you make a lot of money, you can, you know, do things like buy equipment before the end of the year, pay yourself a large bonus, put it in. Put most of it into a 401k withhold a lot. Um, it really all depends on what a ton of money is and, and stuff like that. So, you know, just, uh, you know, it, like I said, it just depends.
1: So, you know, here we are. It's December 16th. We're already midway through December. I can't even believe it. I I realized how far into the year we were when I got one of a million emails that I got from, you know, countless online vendors and stores and stuff saying there were only X amount of days left to Christmas and it was in the single digits and I freaked out. Um, but since we're you know, more than midway through December, would you say that it's hopeless for somebody like a Mike in Mike's situation who he's made all this money and you know, what can he do? You, is, yeah, it is it hopeless.
2: Is, is, is it hopeless? Yeah, for the most part. I mean <laughs> yeah. I mean so yeah, I mean if you if you made a hundred you know, if you made a bunch of money, I mean, there's only so much you can do with the next two weeks because things take time, you know, you've got a um, plan things. You have to have, find somebody that can first assess the situation and then figure out what, what, you know, you know can be done. But, you know, there's, there's basic stuff you can do. Like, like I said, like, you, Can't know, you just
1: wave your your magic wand,
2: I thought that's what okay, I found now it you see it. yeah yeah, yeah, now you see it now you don't right Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so yeah, I mean, you know this is something that should be done all year, but you know there there are basic things you can do, you can like I said, you can buy equipment, you can um you know spend you know money on everything that you're gonna use for the next three months. Um, is this your first year in business? Maybe we could be on the accrual method of account? I mean, there are a ton of things, right? So it's kind of um so it just depends on the client, you know Oh so
1: run to your accountant, Mike, and uh, if you need anybody, you know, don't have somebody, give us a call and we will try to help you. You can always reach us at one eight four four CWSEPA and we'll do our very best to do whatever we can for you, Mike, especially since you've made all that money.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh I got another question here um from Michelle in Tulsa. Um she wants to know what do you think that uh President Elect Trump will do to Texas? And by the way, Craig, did you know that in a short 4 hours they'll be opening up the uh fairgrounds and Mr. Trump will be there uh, just a hop, skip and a jump away from us.
2: Oh, he's going to be in Orlando today. Huh? He's
1: going to be in Orlando today, so let's avoid that that zone of uh, traffic-wise. <laughs>
2: Well, there's no, yeah, there's no possible way we're going close to the fairgrounds today, so we're good. Um, yeah, 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 but anyway, um, yeah, you know, he says he's gonna, you know, he says he's, he's, he's gonna do tax reform. That's what he says. Um, you know, we're, we're sort of hoping as professionals that that gets done. I mean, you know, we've been waiting forever for tax reform. So, you know, I'm hoping that, you know, Congress participates. I mean, they have, you know, the same party is is in the executive, as you know, is in the legislative. So, you know, there's a hope that, you know, some some tax reform will be done. So, I mean, I hope so.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And what do you think, uh, Will, obviously, I, I'm assuming that your advice might change after tax reform. So it kind of depends, too, what's going to happen. Uh, you may have some yeah, different advice yeah, you- after that.
2: Yeah. So what he said during the um during the campaign was he would lower the um corporate tax bracket today is 35 percent. He said he would make it 15 percent, and that would be the highest. Well, that would not negate somebody being an S corporation, right? Mm-hmm. So then, what would be the point of being an S corporation? And let me explain. And I've explained over and over again. I mean, I think I could do this explanation in my sleep. I've said it so much. I, I but think
1: almost I could do it, but I, I won't dare because I'm not. Now, the
2: a licensed professional, no, no, so no, no, you no, go no. for it, please. <laughs> yeah, 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 so, um, you know, S-corporations, basically, they don't pay tax. The profits and the losses flow to the shareholder to be claimed on the shareholder's personal tax return. Now, the downside to that is the shareholder could be paying tax at 25%, 33%, or 39.6%, at which case... If tax reform is actually done and corporations pay tax at 15%, it would no longer make sense to be an S corporation, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and also with S corporations, you gotta follow certain rules and regulations and stuff. And you wouldn't have to do that. You wouldn't have to do that as a C corporation. So it would be um a little bit better. So a little I mean, more, yeah. more,
1: freeing for, for yeah, them.
2: absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, so, so definitely
1: something for a lot of uh, a lot of folks out there, including a lot of our own clients. You know that that are S corps is to keep an eye out on uh, what uh, Trump does and see if they do.
2: Uh, oh, if, if something happens, about I'll write all about it. So oh, well, if, you, if you Google my name, you'll see all of the articles that I've written. I mean, I'll mm-hmm. I, believe me, if something happens, we'll be all over it. So don't worry about it.
1: Yeah, he'll be busy, busy, busy. Speaking of which... Uh, you do a lot of writing, and I really, honestly, i got to be honest, you do so much writing that I find that I sometimes have to play catch-up on the weekends and when I'm not at work because I can't read all your articles and do work and keep up with everything. So I don't know how you do it. I swear I tell people that I think you're like part robot or something. But uh, you recently ta- well, you were just talking earlier in the show about, you know, starting retirement plans and, you know, benefits to doing that. And I know you wrote an article about IRAs and 401ks um what was that about oh. i actually i haven't actually read that one yet so enlighten me
2: so this is kind of cool okay so this i got to tell you some background right so um Two years ago, before two years ago, what small business owners used to do, smart small business owners would do is anybody that's in business for themselves know that, knows that they have cash flow problems, right? So, um, every, every small business has cash flow problems. So, you know, if, if somebody's telling you in, in small business that they don't, they do, they absolutely do. Every small business does. So there's one time of year, two times a year where you have problems with cash flow. And that's just the way it is. So anyway, what people would do was, they would take money out of their 401K or their IRA because that's where their money is, right? So they've saved all these years. They put the money there. So they would take it out of their IRA, and all they had to do was put it back in 60 days, right? So it was a 60-day um, uh, free-for-all, right? So you could do this. And and so um, this is kind of funny, Bell since a tax attorney uh, got – audited by the IRS, and he was doing this like 50 times a year, okay, because he was smart, mm-hmm. right? So, and so um he got audited by the IRS, went all the way to the U.S. tax court, and tax court said, hey, wait a minute, you can only do this one time a year. So that's where we're at. So the 60 days, um, you can take money out of your 401k or IRA, and you can put it back one time, Um, in 60 days. Now, I don't want to confuse everybody because a custodian to a custodian transfer, you could do those unlimited. What that means is, let's say you're with Merrill Lynch and you want to go to... I don't know, um JP Morgan and Merrill Lynch sends a check directly to JP Morgan. That's a custodian to custodian transfer. You could do those unlimitedly. What I'm talking about is you actually receiving the money. So mm-hmm. you can only do that one time per year and then you have to put it back within 60 days. But what was happening was people were missing that deadline, and if they mm. were missing the deadline, then that made a lot of work for the custodians. The custodian had to um you know do this, that, and the other so This is really funny, Belsas, and this is um, this is amazing, right? So, on the IRS comes out with um, so how the IRS does things is they do things called revenue procedures, which we call revprocs, right? So they issued a revproc basically saying that if you miss that sixty-day window, you can do something called self-certify. Self-certify, so. What could be the reasons for you missing that 60 day window? Very simply. Oh boy. I can come up with quite a few. Very simply. Your dog ate it. You got lost in the mail. Anything. Anything. And they also give you a sample letter in that rev Proc to write to your, um, to your custodian saying that you missed it. So right now. That's good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. It's a virtual, it's a virtual free-for-all right now, right? So, because anything, so I can take money out of my, and and I'm not saying that you should do this, but I'm telling you what the law says right now. Right now, you can take money out of your IRA and put it back whenever, and then self-certify and say that. Whatever it is that you say is an excuse. You give it to the custodian, they accept it, and that's it. Now I will tell you this will be taken advantage of. Okay? Oh, I can I'm, al- already, I'm, already, that. I'm already I'm already telling you this will happen. So come a couple maybe a year from now, the IRS will back off from this and they will say something similar to well, you know, you know, whatever they do, but I will tell you, people will take advantage of this. Now, I would never tell my clients to do this ever, 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 ever. But I know that there's people out there that will do it. So Mm -hmm. it's, you know, one of those things. So yeah, I wrote an article about it and I said, it's it's a virtual free for all. That's what it is right now. Yeah.
1: And it's probably going to get a few folks in trouble when, when it, You know, starts to change. But exactly. Anyway, that's a whole other thing. Well, we were talking earlier about uh, tax credits and you kind of mentioned a few of the things that people tend to overlook. What would you say is uh, some of the most overlooked tax deductions?
2: I'll tell you one of the best tax deductions that a lot of people don't know about and don't take advantage of is a health savings account. So
1: and even when they do know about it, I find that they tend to forget about it or or just underuse this tremendously, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me explain an HSA, okay? Health savings account. So If you um, have a retirement plan, let's say you're married, and your deductible is $2,000, and then there's an an annual maximum of the retirement account, and most people fall into this, right? Um, You can open a health savings account. If you're single, then your deductible only has to be $1,000, and you can open up this health savings account, and what this is... Is basically medical expenses are deductible, but they're subject to 10% of adjusted gross income. So all those copays that you do, and I'll, and I'll tell you something. We pay a lot of money. Our family pays a lot of money for insurance, but the insurance company pays. Much more out in benefits for us than um you know than than we pay in premiums and we're the we're the family that insurance companies hate right mm, so for sure yeah so insurance companies make money on the people that never use it, but even if you don't use even if you don't use your um your uh your health insurance and you have these high deductibles, start an HSA, put the money in it, put the money into an HSA. For a family you could put $6,750 into it and for an individual I believe it's like $3,000 but those change every year but if you stop and think about this for a second, let's say that you're looking for a tax deduction, okay? You and your wife are both covered by a retirement plan at work, okay? And your adjusted gross income is too high for, for you to put money into an IRA and for it to be deductible. Well, what can you do? You can put money into an HSA even if you're not using your even if you're not using your health insurance because HSA's the money just rolls over. It's not like a flexible spending account, which is its cousin. Mm -hmm. So yeah, in an FSA, it's the cousin of the HSA. You put like twenty five hundred is the maximum you can put in there, but you have to use it before the end of the year. With an HSA Use it or you lose it with the FSA. Exactly, exactly. So an HSA just rolls over and continues rolling over. So what what I tell clients all the time is that are looking for a deduction and they can't put money into an IRA is put this money in the HSA because you know, it, it can grow tax free. You can put it in mutual funds, you could do whatever you want with it while it's sitting there and then in retirement, in retirement one of the biggest expenses is healthcare. So instead of taking money out of your IRA and paying tax on it, you can take money out of this HSA and pay all your medical expenses and it's completely tax-free. And you can do that now. So if you're 40 years old, you're healthy, you don't use your insurance, but you have a high deductible, you've maxed out your 401k, put the money in an HSA and continue doing it because it works like an IRA. It's Mm -hmm. tax deductible just like an IRA. And when you Take the money out, provided it it's for medical expenses, it's tax free. So it's the greatest thing in the world, and people underutilize these things all the time. Absolutely. You know, Belles, when I when I meet with somebody, that's the first thing I always ask them: What about mm-hmm. your health insurance? Absolutely,
1: so, at, at the very minimum, they should kind of figure out what do they spend every month, and and at least put that what they spend in. They're going to absolutely spend in the year in this HSA because for some folks that could be quite a bit of money. I know it is for us and. You know, at, at at least do that.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, and you know, we we just finished open enrollment, right? So yeah. everybody is, you know, has put, you know, gotten their retirement plan and all of that. And and I guess
1: the subsidy is a big thing that a lot of people tend to they don't understand. Uh, yeah, the subsidy. Works. Is that something you can maybe shed some light on for folks?
2: Yeah, so when the the Affordable Care Act came out, I wrote a book about the Affordable Care Act, but um and it was published and that's you can it's on sale at Amazon actually, but um anyway, yeah, the um the subsidy basically I've never seen turn out well, right? So what this is is this is called the premium tax credit, right? So when you go to healthcare.gov, you put in your income, but you're putting in your income of today, okay, or of 2015, and the um, the IRS has your tax return for 2015. They match up your income, and um, if your income is is small enough, they'll give you a subsidy, which means they'll cut the cost of the insurance by X amount per month, right? But I've never seen this turn out well, Belsis, because in the next year, you probably got a raise, or whatever happened. Let's say you switch jobs or something. And if your income's too high, you got to pay that subsidy back. And I've never seen somebody that got a subsidy that didn't have to pay it back. So it's and I'm sure it happens. I'm sure it happens where people get subsidies all the time and don't have to pay it back, but not in our client base. I've never seen it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it is something that tends to get folks in trouble and you know, it, it's a shame that a lot of folks don't understand it. You know, all they yeah, all they think I about always, is the savings up front and they don't think about how it might impact them later.
2: Exactly, because I always tell clients, just pay full price for the insurance. If you get the subsidy, you can just get it on your tax return anyway. They'll give it to you, right? So... Um if you you know if you don't get the subsidy and then you file your tax return and and you know lo and behold you were supposed to get the subsidy you'll get it back on your taxes so just mm-hmm. do it that way right that's Absolutely. what I that's what I always tell clients so anyway guys we need to really take a break
1: yeah we are a little overdue for a break so I want to remind everyone that uh, you can call us at 1888 go for it or 1888 Four six three six seven four eight. 6748 You can email us your questions to info at taxavoidanceslegal.com. And on the other side of the break, we will continue more with uh, year-end tax strategies.
3: Forming a corporation or LLC can separate personal assets from your business assets. No matter what state your business operates in, forming a corporation or LLC in Nevada, Delaware, or Florida has benefits. For example, forming a corporation in Nevada offers privacy and no corporate income tax. Forming a corporation in Delaware can give you the legal protection of the state of Delaware, which is business friendly. On top of the legal reasons to form a corporation, there are tax benefits as well. Give us a call today at 1-844-CWSEAPA or one 297 3272 or email us at info at CWSEAPA.com. Come and see what you've been missing.
0: Payroll can be a nightmare for a small business. When you have employees, you have to pay them periodically, pay the taxes associated with them, and file quarterly tax reports with the Internal Revenue Service and the state that your business operates in. Our payroll is seamless. It is done through a cloud-based system. All you do is put in what you are paying your employees and approve your payroll. We handle the rest. Our fees are lower than the national payroll companies too. Call us today at 1-844 CWS EAPA or 1 297 3272 or visit us on the web at CWS payrollservice.com
3: At Albertus Business Services Incorporated, we view ourselves as your internal bookkeeping department and are always improving ways to leverage proven cloud technologies to streamline and improve the efficiency of our outsourced services. With an in-house bookkeeper, you would run the cost of about $45,000 a year, but with our monthly services, it would be a fraction of that cost. Let us help you with the tedious, time-consuming side of your business so you can focus on growing your business. Call us today at 1-877-695-6658. Our website is alburnaservices.com or email dalburnas at alburnaservices.com. Your success is our business.
0: Now let's get back to Craig and Belsis Smalley for more of Tax Avoidance is Legal on TalkZone.com.
1: Welcome back to Tax Awareness is Legal. Today we've been talking about year-end tax strategies. I want to remind everyone we are live on the air, and you can call in with your questions. The call-in number is one go for it or one 463 6748 And you can also email us your questions to info at taxavoidanceslegal.com, and we will try to get as many of the uh, your questions uh, answered as possible. And if we don't get to it while we are on the air, we will still make sure to reply to each and every one of you. So don't worry. We will respond. And uh, with that being said, Craig, are you ready for some of these questions that have come in? I don't know if he's ready. Maybe he got disconnected.
2: No, 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 no. (laughs) I'm on, I'm on mute because listen, my wife, my wife freaks me out all the time. She's like, put yourself on mute, put yourself on mute. And the reason why, (laughs) reason why I don't is because I forget I'm on mute. Uh, So anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's your, you're just getting
1: old. You're getting old.
2: No, that's your fault, man, completely. (laughs)
1: All right, well, we've got a question here from Karen in West Palm Beach. Uh She says she is looking for a deduction. Her and her husband have maxed their 401k with their job, and they need another deduction. Can you recommend something to her? Pick can a deduction, read, any deduction,
2: Craig. Can <laughs> you read that again? I'm sorry, can you read that again?
1: Yeah, Karen in West Palm Beach says that she is looking for a deduction. Her, her and her husband have maxed their 401k with their job, and they need another deduction. Can you recommend something?
2: Yeah, we were just talking about it. The health savings account. Yeah, absolutely. So put your money into a health savings account. We just talked about it. So if you've maxed, uh, your, your retirement plan at work, you have a family, you can put $6,750 in there and it works just like a, like a, uh, like an IRA deduction. So that's a perfect deduction for you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We got another question here. Bob in our, uh, New York City. Says that he's an Uber driver and he wants to know what he can deduct. And that's become quite popular, as we know, be, um, being an Uber driver. It's a g- great way to make a little ex- extra money on the side or even if it's your main job. So what are some deductions that these Uber drivers
2: can take? Well, Bob, you're in the right place. I'm going to tell you a little story here. So I went, uh, I went undercover, right? And this is kind of funny, okay and i it's funny I told um our attorney this, and he just thought it was the funniest thing in the world so um accounting web I write um articles for accounting web and accounting today, and um they were um they wanted somebody to write an article about um, the class action lawsuit that Uh, Uber drivers have against Uber basically saying that they're employees, right? So what do I do? I go all in, right? I go all in. It's a little slow around the office and I'm like, well, I will be an Uber driver, right? So I went out and did this, right? And I did it for, for what I'm still doing it because it was fun. I had fun doing it. And, um, so. Anyway, as an Uber driver, you can deduct your mileage. You can deduct your mileage. That's a big thing. So I'm going to let you know something. You get $0.54 per mile um, that the IRS gives you to deduct, if you work that out with your earnings, your earnings are basically tax free after all of your mileage. I know mine are, you know, all the mileage that I do and all the places that I run, my mileage is, is deductible. So get yourself a mileage, um, a mileage, uh, deductor and go from there. Okay.
1: And this kind of, uh, next question kind of jumps back to what we were talking about just a minute ago. Um, Shonda in Texas says that, uh, she got uh, insurance yesterday because it was the deadline for uh healthcare exchange and she got a subsidy and uh what you're saying um she wants to know does it mean that she's going to have to pay that back?
2: Oh, I have no idea. I mean, it depends on your income. I'm I'm just going to let you know that we usually um we uh our clients are probably um I don't know. I would say upper middle class to wealthy and um, anytime they ever get the uh, the subsidy, they have to pay it back. Uh, as for your situation, I don't know. I'm just talking about our client base of what, 3,000 clients. I mean, you know, um, I've never seen it work out well, but um, it could for you. And it does for a lot of people, but I don't know. I don't know what your income is and all of that. So I'm sorry I can't answer that.
1: Yeah, it's just going to depend, Shonda. Definitely check with you know, your, your accountant or your accountant or feel free to give us a call and just provide us with more information and then we'll be happy to give you a more detailed response. Sometimes uh, a lot of the, you know, sometimes these questions are a little vague and, you know, it really depends on your particular uh, situation.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now they don't they don't realize that I know that people don't realize that they're vague questions, but they just are. So, you know, I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, we just need to know a little more, like, you know, how much you make and things like that. So if you don't want to share that over the air or, uh, you know, via email, give us a call, and we'll be happy to speak with you confidentially and, and give you better advice. Um, So, Craig, uh, 2017 is right around the corner. What are your plans for clients this year? What are you telling them to do? I know, like you mentioned early in the show, it's the first year in a long time that we're not waiting on Congress. So where does that yeah. leave
2: things? Well, for 2017, um, I'm not. I'm going to be honest with you. In 2017, I'm going to do basic um, tax planning. Um, you know, to be honest with you, because I don't want. Because you know, today what we do today to avoid taxes are things like dual corporations and um, you know stuff like a holding companies and stuff like that, but um management companies and and I don't want a client to spend a lot of money if they don't have to so I'm sort of in a holding pattern waiting to see if this um you know tax reform actually happens so mm-hmm. you know and I don't want a client to spend a bunch of money doing something that isn't going to be applicable tomorrow. So, right. um, yeah, so I'm in a holding pattern. So I'm just giving my same advice and, you know, going from there. But, you know, basically in 2016, a big thing was, you know, dual corporations. If you own an S corporation and you're paying any more than 25% when the money comes over to you, then it's probably time to start to split off part of your operations into another corporation and pay corporate taxes at 15 percent i mean that's always um very basic um uh you know things to do um you know things like that you know but i mean that's not going to change but you know like i said if tax reform goes through then my advice will greatly change
1: okay and for folks who are out there who don't know when does uh tax season start
2: Oh, this is just in the pipeline. This just came down the other day. January 2030, you can start filing. But I do want to warn you. I do want to warn you that refunds are going to be um, delayed this year. So... Um the IRS is actually because um you know identity theft has been so big the IRS is actually mm-hmm. checking w2s against w2s education credits against education credits so refunds are going to be delayed this year oh.
1: and didn't uh some due dates for returns change
2: yeah so partnerships used to partnerships and trusts you used to file in um on april 15th those are due march 15th now
1: oh wow so yeah, but one month less now.
2: I'm going to tell you a funny story about this. When I first went into practice, I always thought partnerships were due on March 15th, and they're, <laughs> they were actually due on April 15th. So there you go. Okay. So it's, it's coming back to what I originally thought. So
1: <laughs> they they were just catching up to what you already thought, Greg. That's
2: all. I was just I was just ahead of my time, is what it was.
1: Exactly, and you know, like you mentioned, uh, I'm trying to go down my list of things that might have changed you already talked about refunds those uh might be delayed so one of the things you mentioned when you were talking about that was the um, the uh education credit and i know that's uh that's something that people tend to kind of abuse in the past so you know everybody's got to make sure they have that uh, education credit Form, right. Make sure that's
2: yeah. Included. Because yeah. Because what they've been doing in the past, and this has been abused, and I've seen it abused, is what people come in and say, "I went to this college, and I paid this much," and lo and behold, there's never a ten ninety nine or I'm sorry, a ten ninety eight that comes out mm-hmm. that says that somebody did that. So what the IRS is doing is they're holding on to refunds now so they can match everything, and mm-hmm. if it doesn't match, you don't get it.
1: How quick is this whole matching process nowadays?
2: it's slow that's why refunds are being delayed yeah. i mean it's, it's extremely slow it's not you know a, you know w2s have to be um to the social security by by january 31st and you know all of those information returns have to be there by february 15th but that doesn't necessarily mean everybody electronically files and mm-hmm. stuff like that so it's a slow um it's a slow process
1: yeah, and there's always folks who didn't get their form, so if you're out there and you've moved, you've changed your address, make sure you, this is a good time to contact your former employers, make sure they have your latest address on file. This is something, uh, when I was in human resources, uh, Back in the day, I used to always remind everybody make sure your address is up to date with your former employers so that you get all your forms on time. so you're not one of those people who's complaining that they didn't get uh, you know their 1099s, they didn't get their you know W2s and they can't file and then they're holding for things and it becomes a nightmare. So give them do that and make those phone calls now.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So you have a bit of a different opinion about refunds. I know this, obviously, from my many years with, you know, working with you and living with you. But uh, why don't you talk a little bit about that? Because I know it's a little bit different, I think, than what most folks uh, feel about refunds. Yeah, so... You know, i people, I'll be, people they, think, a uh, refund and it's like, woohoo,
2: party time. Uh, let's go spend money. So <laughs> I'll be in, I'll be at the grocery store or wherever during tax season and somebody will say, um, Hey, can you recommend an accountant? And they'll be like, yeah, I'll recommend you to mine. My accountant got me back $10,000. And go, oh my gosh, give me his number, right? Okay. And I always have to interrupt him. Your accountant did, did you no favors? That $10,000 was always your money. So what you did is you gave the government an interest-free loan for an entire year, and the government is giving it back to you. So if you want $10,000 back, give it to me. Give it to me now. I'll go and do what I want to do with it. I'll go play the stock market. I'll go to Las Vegas. Whatever it is I do, I'll make money on on whatever it is you're giving me, and then I turn right around, and I give you that $10,000 back, and I keep all the earnings. It's your money. Tax refunds are your money. This isn't just fictional money that you know somebody picked in the sky and some accountant just said hey you know I did the number this way and that way and the other the refund is your money it was always your money so don't get these large tax refunds and the people that say they use it as a savings deposit is a savings account take the money out of your check per week and put it in a real savings account and earn some interest on it don't give it to the IRS interest-free. It really irks me, and it annoys me when I see it. And, it, you know, I understand that people just don't understand, but usually once it's explained to them, they get it. But um, you don't want a large tax refund. You just don't. It, it was always your money.
1: Absolutely. I, I tend to agree with you. Although I do understand that, you know, the, the but some folks find it hard to maybe save money, things like that, and they view this as, as but, a little windfall. But you could do it but, other ways.
2: Yes. Put the money into a savings account. Every week just have it automatically deducted out of your check. You mm-hmm. could do that. Have mm-hmm. it automatically deducted out of your check, put into a savings account, put it somewhere that it's hard for you to get to. You know, somewhere where it takes a couple of days for you to get to. So you you have to think about it before you get it. It's very simple. You can open an online bank and do it that way. Don't give the government an interest free loan. Just don't do it. If you if you want to do it, give it to me. I'll give it right back to you. I'm going to (laughs) go out. I mean, we're going to go out. We're going to go on vacation. We're going to, you know, whatever it is we do with the money. I just have to give it back to you a year later. I mean, Mm -hmm. stop and think about that for a minute. Absolutely. Anyway, we need to go to break.
1: Yeah, let's go to break so that we can uh, come back and tackle some of these questions that have come in. I want to remind everyone we're live. You can still email in your questions to info at com. On the other side of the break, we will get to your emails.
0: If you are a business that has outgrown your accountant but are not big enough for one of the big four accounting firms, CWS EAPA Consulting may be perfect for you. We specialize in tax consulting for small to medium-sized businesses. We can advise you on whether it is time to start a holding company or management company to mitigate your tax liability. We can advise you on whether it is a good time to expand your business, hire employees, buy equipment, or lease equipment. There are different tax reasons to do different things. Let our over 22 years of experience work for you. Call us today at 1-844-CWSEAPA or 1-844-297-3272. You can email us at info at CWSEAPA.com or visit us on the web at CWSEAPA.com. We're doing something amazing and we want you to be a part of it.
3: Greg Smalley is the author of 12 books regarding taxation. Two of his books have been revised this year. It starts with an idea revised edition takes you through the startup of a company. It talks about taxes, entity structuring, the IRS, and so much more. The Complete Guide to Estate, Gifts, and Trust Taxation Revised Edition is about how to navigate the complex estate tax. Both books have just been released by CWSEAPA Publishing, LLC, and are on sale now at Amazon.com.
0: Now, let's get back to Craig and Delsa Smalley for more of Tax Avoidance is Legal on TalkZone.com.
1: Welcome back to Tax Avoidance is Legal. Today, we've been discussing uh, year end tax strategies and running really short on time, Craig, so I want to see if I could squeeze in some of these questions. Are you ready to go?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Go.
1: All right. Mike in Indianapolis says that uh, he earned a lot of money doing Airbnb in 2016. He rents his apartment. Uh, He wants to know what he can deduct.
2: Yeah, that's funny. I just ran into somebody that, uh, does Airbnb and they rent their place. So basically what you do is you take the number of days that you rented the, uh, your apartment, you divide it by 365. That'll give you a percentage. So you can write off that percentage of your rent, internet, electricity, and all of that. So, um, it's, it's a very simple calculation, but you have to do the calculation. I'm sure Airbnb will tell you how many days you rented it out. So it's, it's fairly simple.
1: Okay. And uh, let's see here. Uh, Jill in Houston says that uh, she owns a rental property and wants to know why TurboTax doesn't deduct the losses.
2: Oh, because uh, it's passive law. So you must, your income must be over $150,000. So um, all rental properties are um, considered passive income or passive losses. Rental properties are Passive losses, passive losses can only be taken against passive income, um, except for rental properties. You can deduct up to twenty-five thousand dollars of that passive loss if your income is below one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So your income must not be um, below one hundred and fifty thousand dollars per year. So basically, what happens to those losses is they keep accumulating until you get passive income, which you'll never get in your life probably, or until you sell the property when you sell the property you can then take the passive losses mm, okay. that's a great it's a very complicated topic but that's the 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 um that's the cliff notes version
1: all right and then uh, i think we have time for maybe a couple maybe one or two more questions here um yolanda in fort lauderdale says that she owns a beauty shop and she pays her hairstylist as independent contractors is that okay
2: Yes, absolutely it is. Um, typically what will happen is the beauty consultant will get a business license, they'll rent the chair from you, and all of that, and they can pick up their license at any time and go anywhere else. So yes, it's perfectly okay to pay them as independent contractors.
1: All right, and our final question, Gregory in Orlando wants to know what uh, you think of the Bucks being 8-5 and five right now.
2: Well, all I got to say is they better win out or they're not going to make the playoffs. I don't think 10-6 and six does it, so um so we'll see what happens i mean obviously i'm happy i'm shocked but um you know we'll see what happens i don't think this is their year they're falling apart they have too many injuries but we'll see what happens
1: hey they've gotten farther than i thought they
2: would so i never thought i never thought that we would still be usually you know we have season tickets usually we stop going to the games this time of year because they've only won like three games we're like yeah do you really want to take an hour and a half trip to tampa we are both say no and we're well, watching on TV, but we're we're going to the game still, so that says
1: yeah, that says something. Absolutely. Well- this is going to conclude today's show. If we didn't get your emailed questions on the air, we will definitely email you back. Remember to visit us throughout the week at uh, taxavoidanceslegal.com and email your questions to us to info at taxavoidanceslegal.com. Uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, this show is sponsored by CWSEAPA. We are a nationally recognized brand of accounting, tax, and financial services, and we can always be reached at 844 APA or 844-297-3272. And our six sister uh, company, The Tax Crisis Center, the nation's premier tax resolution company, can be reached at 1-855-IRS-2911. And I hope everybody has a wonderful weekend.
2: Absolutely. Have a great holiday, guys. Bye-bye.